Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events that pair with our newsletter. Today's episode... The Chinese Uber DTIPO gets smashed by the Chinese. So the Chinese ride-hailing app DT recently went public. They had their IPO. They raised $4.4 billion, led by Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, only to be smashed and crushed by the Chinese itself. The Chinese government banned the stock after concerns around antitrust and privacy, data breach, whatever it is. And that basically means that no new registered users taking the app off the app store, causing the stock to plummet. The Chinese ban of the company caused the stock itself to plummet 30%, which also resulted in other companies that had Chinese exposure or similar concerns around data or Chinese bans to also sell off, causing the whole market in general to sell off. People get concerned with uncertainty. When the market goes down, it goes down a lot of times because of uncertainty. When there's uncertainty, the market doesn't know what to do, and so things sell off. People start taking their positions off. They get scared, uh, etc. It's a fascinating cycle, so let's get into it. So what happened was last week, DT went public on the U.S. Stock Exchange, led by Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, which, who are the investment bankers, who basically went out and sold the shares of DT to, you know, other folks, whether it was like hedge funds or institutions. So basically, when a company goes IPO, two things happen. One, the company is raising money, similar how companies raise money from VC, except in VC, VCs give money early on, the company is still private. But for there to be an actual liquidity event, which is when everyone can sell their shares of the company and actually get money in their pocket, the ideal scenario is actually an IPO. And in the case of an IPO, like we've discussed before, when a company goes IPO, they're selling shares. So the private shares are being then passed on essentially to other people. So like a Goldman Sachs or a Morgan Stanley who are investment banks will go out, they'll value the company, and then they'll go sell that. They'll go on a roadshow and go sell that. Like, hey, DT is like this hot company. They're going to raise you know, several billion dollars in this IPO. This is where the growth is going. This is like where the stock price we think is going to land. We'll sell this to you at like, I'm just using arbitrary numbers, $10 a share. And people are hoping to buy it at $10 a share in, in hopes that it goes to 20. And then the people who invested early, you know, their shares are probably worth anywhere from like $1 to $5. So they're actually doing pretty good. And early investors in this company or investors in this company include Uber, include SoftBank, which is a big Japanese investment group that has led a bunch of deals in the U.S. recently, including one of the more famous ones, the WeWork, and it's a complete destruction. I believe Apple is also involved with them as well. Now, in the case of a Chinese company, one of the issues is, is that there's a lot of tension between the U.S. and China right now, and there's just different ways of doing things. In China, if you want to lock down an entire country, you can you know, you're not going to have these polarizing arguments on whether 
there should be lockdown or no lockdown. You don't have a fucking choice. It's the same case of if a company is going to compromise anything on a security level, they're going to shut it down. So DT is a company that is a Chinese company. It's gone public on the U.S. stock exchange. So that means any of us can go buy DT stock right now if you're bullish on ride hailing globally. So like Uber has a stake in it. You know, if you bought Uber or Lyft as a public company here, which I wouldn't just from the standpoint of anytime I think about a stock and you're like, ooh, Uber, like this company does not make a profit. And like, would you rather own an Apple, an Amazon, a Facebook, a Shopify, or would you rather own Uber? I would say every time you pick the others, they're just better companies. You don't actually have to own these like flashy companies that go public. It's not necessarily guaranteed that you're going to make any money, but that's just the game. These companies have to go public because a lot of people need to get their money out. So China is like, you guys collect a lot of data on our individuals. Now you're on the U.S. Stock Exchange. We don't like that because we're trying to protect our data. We don't want anyone to see that type of stuff. So we're going to ban the app. And basically, it, it got pulled from the app store. So DT is an app like Uber, and the Chinese government essentially banned it due to antitrust and privacy and data concerns. So this exact scenario where it's U.S. versus China in terms of data and individual data and data breaches and privacy concerns, same thing happened with ByteDance, which is the company that owns TikTok. Now, TikTok is part of a Chinese company, but technically TikTok is a, also a U.S. company, but it's owned by a Chinese company. So there was a little bit of a, an issue where the U.S. government wanted to ban TikTok for the same reasons. And so you got this back and forth thing going on right now, which is like the U.S. and China are at odds and technology is kind of being used as, you know, strategy to some extent, like some type of proxy battle. You know, with tech companies, you have a lot of data. You have a lot of like private data about individuals that you probably don't want to be exchanging across the board. So the U.S. has the same concerns. China has the same concerns. Now, an interesting point is that you know, if, if you were to ask me, like, would you invest in DT as a stock? One, newly IPO companies is is a tough one because you just don't have enough insights yet. There's not enough data. It really depends on the company. It's also a ride-hailing app. Like, I don't really care about ride-hailing apps. And then, of course, I don't want anything to do with it because it is a Chinese company. And I don't mean that in, like, you know, I'm anti-Chinese. I just – you have no insights into what's going on in China, and that's by design. If you were to do business in China – you better make sure that you speak the language, understand the culture, and you're working with local partners. And even then, it's very difficult because, you know, you don't technically have rights that they do. And you actually have no idea what is possible for the Chinese government to do. There's a lack of transparency. And when you have that, you don't know anything. You have no idea what is possible on their end or what the numbers look like or the fact that they're actually saying, no, this is a concern. We're just going to, like, block this. And so the shares dropped, you know, 20 to 30 percent on those concerns. And those are real concerns. They're real concerns of like government does not like the idea that this company is on the U.S. stock exchange and also can just do something like that. Um, yeah, you don't want to invest in a company with that type of uncertainty that you have zero control over. You want to invest in companies that you can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel and where this is going. And there's actually no issues around government bans or, or whatnot. Like that is a variable that is uncontrollable. And 
one thing is interesting is that when I started investing in, in 2008, it was actually exciting to find U.S. companies that were expanding to China. And one way you did that is that you invested in like Yum! Brands. Yum! Brands owns Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC. And so one of the big growth plays with Yum! Brands back in the day was that you bought a U.S. company that was expanding into Asia, specifically China, and that was really exciting on the upside of the stock. And I grew up in Pakistan. I mentioned in the last episode about Pizza Hut being amazing. Uh, well, KFC is just as amazing, and we love it. And, uh, you know, in China, people love it. And so, like, that was always a play to get Chinese exposure or like international growth was like a yum brands or you were like hey you know it's amazing what Apple's doing here Apple's now trying to get into the Chinese smartphone market but the issue is that like Android's also expanding really big into the Chinese market and so you have HTC you have Samsung you have all these phones like so how do you play this and so the way you would play it was that you'd buy Qualcomm and Qualcomm was making the chips that were in all these phones. And then basically you were getting the upside of like, well, as long as people are buying smartphones in China and in Asia that have a Snapdragon chip, which is owned by Qualcomm, you're also going to get that upside. It was always exciting from an investment standpoint to invest in these companies that were expanding into new markets, China being one of those markets. But now you have this emergence of like China is a massive power. The U.S. is a massive power. But a lot of these companies are not – like we're not talking about like physical products anymore. We're talking about like software, individual data, and now it becomes an issue. And so like you know, you're not looking at companies anymore for like the Chinese expansion or vice versa because the world's a bit different. And so like I'm not interested in DT because I'm not trying to get into mom and dad's divorce settlement here. You know what I mean? Like I don't want any part of it. So there is a tweet I found today by Charles V. Payne at C.V. Payne, who is tagging Gary Gensler, who's the chairman of the SEC. He actually tagged the wrong um, account. Apparently, he tagged the parody account, which I think is pretty funny. But he wrote, Today, lots of American investors will be slammed in DT, a hot IPO pushed by Wall Street and cheered by financial media. DT raised $4.4 billion. Goldman and Co. made $88.7 million. No one was there trying to protect, quote-unquote, dumb money investors. Nobody said, quote-unquote, this will not end well. And, uh, yeah, it got, you know, it got a lot of uh, attention. And I think, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, retail investors are always getting screwed, blah, blah, blah. And, like, look, this one's a tough one because I don't I, – I think, look, Wall Street's job – and I'm not defending Wall Street here. The, the, the job of the investment bank is to sell the IPO. And they're not just selling it to like individual retail investors like you and I. They're selling it to institutions. They're selling it to funds. And it's not like all the people that invest in this company early are just out of the company. You know, They still have stakes in this company. So I think a lot of people got screwed here. Now, the question is, did Goldman and these guys know that there was a lot of uncertainty around this subject? Probably. Why were you trying to rush this IPO? Did you know that something was going to happen? And so it, that might be the concern. And so I think in the case of any time with retail investors, the issue is like you just have to, like part of why we want to be doing this and the stuff that we we're going to be creating is that you can't listen to anybody. You really just have to make your own decision and make your own assessment. And your assessment should be you should be thinking about it from the standpoint of, ooh, DT, Chinese ride hailing app. Like, what are my risks? by investing in a Chinese company? Like, what are the risks of investing in IPO? You know, what are the opportunity costs if I invest money in DT that I 
then I don't invest in these other amazing companies. We want to work towards empowering people to just think smarter about these things. Like you don't need, again, I bring up Jim Cramer because I think he was actually saying like, don't buy Chinese companies because the risk is that you're buying something that you have no insights on. You're buying something that you have no control over. You're buying something where we don't really understand how you know regulation and things work because it's not like there's a back and forth between government officials and individuals and you have a hearing and then you have to present your case. There, it's just like, fuck you. We're shutting this down. And uh, that's about it, you know? And so here, at least in the US, like, yeah, maybe it gets too bureaucratic, but there's a legal process. There's, you know, some type of fair representation, regardless of whether you can afford or not, right? Let's just assume that big companies can afford lobbyists, blah, blah, blah. We know how the game works. But there, like overnight, they can just shut something down. There, you know, one day they're just going to tell you, like, nah, we're not going to do it this way. This is how we're going to do it. When the iron fist comes flying down, you know, uh, everyone listens. You don't have a choice. So I don't know. I just don't want that type of exposure. It's not like why I was so interested in Yum! Brands and stuff. That was exciting at the time. That was like American fast food expanding across the world. That was a good investment. But this, there's better things to invest in, is my opinion. And then when you see these things go down, it makes everything else go down because everybody else has concerns about other Chinese companies or other Chinese exposure or other regulatory exposures. So the market comes down with it. It's a representation of like, yeah, okay, maybe the stock's down 20 to 30%. That's not terrible. I mean, it's not great. But where could you put your money in that would just be, quote unquote, safer more transparent, still have growth, still have upside, but you're not dealing with all this bullshit. All right, all this food talk has made me really hungry. I'm going to debate whether I'm going to eat something healthy or eat something super greasy and fried uh, or put the two together for a fried chicken salad and see how that goes. Make sure you're signed up for the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.